Auto sequence start in five, four, three, two, one. Well, hello there. You know what that means. Hello, 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 everybody. Uh, welcome to a themed con uh, canned conversation. I am Andrew. This is my good friend, Stephen. And joining us today, we have a special guest, Sweet. a very good friend who stopped by to say hello, share one of our canned beverages, and hopefully share in some of our witty banter. Uh, so please welcome Sasha. Sasha. Hello, hello. How hello, are you doing? Hello, hello. Glad to be here. Awesome. All right. Um, so again, <laughs> you heard the gobble gobble. This is our canned Thanksgiving show. All right. So uh, I have to do a proper introdu uh, introduction here. Um, I went to your bio on your socials. Oh, uh, to, to, because <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. I figured you'd, you'd want to, uh, to have a little bit of information of exactly who you are. So I just pulled this right off. You are an uncle. Yep. Uh, Slavian born. Yep. Who, <laughs> Yugoslavian raised. Mm -hmm. Volleyball coach. Yeah. And animal lover. Yep. Uh, what you didn't include, but I will include on your behalf, is you're also an avid golfer. Oh, yeah. And a beer enthusiast. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I need to update that. I need to go do an update that. Thank you for adding those two. Yes, yes. This is uh, one of my favorite golfing partners. We go out uh, often and uh, hit the ball around and uh, enjoy the camaraderie because uh, sometimes our golf game uh, is what it is. Oh, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so because you are a uh, beer enthusiast, um, we wanted you to come along and enjoy this uh, can that we have. So we'll jump into what it is that uh, is going to inspire us in our conversation today. And uh, Stephen, you brought this one. What do we got? I did. Um, so since it's Thanksgiving, and this is probably slightly controversial, and I apologize, but um, everybody thinks of turkey on Thanksgiving. I'm a ham fan. Like I oh, legitimately no. like ham really year round but like turkey is if you're not eating the dark meat it's it's dry and gross um so i i really super <laughs> enjoy not doing turkey for for thanksgiving and doing a ham so i brought, actually brought hams um which is a <laughs> super super old beer um they started brewing in 1865 if if you're not aware of hams then you're not over 65 years old because those are the people who drank hams a long time ago when it was old school. Um, cool. Probably, I don't know, got a long time ago. Anyway, it says, it says clearly on the can that it's an American classic premium beer. Um, so I don't know how, how you go wrong with hams. So we have hams. There you go. And it's a pint. It's a big can. It's a no joke can. So brewed in true family tradition from the purest water and choicest barley malt grain and hops yeah they don't nothing so, no, nothing, nothing fancy. fancy nope nope just no good old no flavors no scottish weirdness no citrusy crap it's just pure old school 19 1865 beer born in the land of shy blue waters you know us in our shy blue waters all right, and I'm always terrible on timing, so but I did want to put this for up. one. It says sky, but that's fine. We'll do shy. 
<laughs> I like the line on it. Oh, did it say sky? Yeah, it does. Blue but... sky waters. Ah, yeah, it's my I mean, old. Yeah. All right. I've got to play my fun movie clip of the day uh, with our can. All right. Because it, it is uh, it is themed? turkey and themed base. Yes. Go. So here we go. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. I do not expect you to know where that's from, but I, if you do, you get bonus points. Well, it is on a socialist if you do know where that's from. WKRP in Cincinnati. If you've heard of that show, they have a, a very famous episode. Uh, it's a Thanksgiving episode, and uh, it shows Les Nessman um, as Les they're doing Nessman. the turkey drop, and they drop turkeys out of a oh, helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's a, that show's old. Yes. That is very old, old, old school. Big throwback here. All right, um, so it, it is late November, uh, so it is time for Is no our... one else cracking a beer? Sorry, did I miss this? <laughs> the, I was, the main I'm, part of whole... No, beer, beer crack. Beer yes, crack. All right. I, I opened the ham, and, and I'm Open going, your ham. Open the hams, and uh, I'm going to partake uh, for Thanksgiving. My And this uh, is the only ham I will probably, I, I hope to enjoy, because I'm not a I, I dislike ham. Which makes me love this beer, bringing this beer <laughs> yes. even more, because I know that there's a ham story at some point. I don't know that I've ever tried ham's beer, uh, but it's got to be better than the actual ham. I'm not a ham fan. I, I'm aware. Uh, I will eat it, but I will smother it in mashed potatoes or something. Um, Which makes this all the more funny for me, because <laughs> yes. I know that there's backstories to ham. So yes, keep going. Let's have ham. All right, uh, so uh, as I was saying, it, it, it's late November. It's time for the annual Thanksgiving holiday uh, as celebrated here in the United States, but also uh, other countries have similar type of celebrations. Um, it's a day of giving thanks uh, and sacrifice uh, for the blessing of the harvest of the preceding year. Um, it's a day that we can put on our most loose-fitting pants uh, and consume a week's worth of calories in one sitting. Um, so... Um, I think we should enjoy that. And I'm going to start this off with just some fun holiday um, Thanksgiving facts. And I'll probably ask Stephen a couple of questions here because I want to see how much he knows about Thanksgiving. Oh, goody. Uh, all right. So the modern Thanksgiving holiday is a tradition that's traced to two events. Uh, not many people know uh, about that, but it's actually two events that happen. Most people know just about the one, so we'll cover that. Uh, and that's the celebration that occurred at Plymouth in present-day Massachusetts. And that's where the pilgrims celebrated uh, with the Wampunoag Native Americans, who had helped them get through the previous winter uh, by giving them food uh, in a time of scarcity. Uh, so I think most people know that as the modern-day uh, origins of Thanksgiving here in the United States. Um, the, the other event that occurred was only a difference of two years. So, and that comes into play because this is what I want to ask you, Stephen. What year, plus or minus 50 years, did oh. that event take place in Plymouth, what is now Massachusetts? Plus or minus 50 years. Plus, I'm giving you a 100-year window of when the original Thanksgiving here in the United States took place. Work it out Fif in your head. 1550. 1550. That is incorrect. Not even Plus within or 50 minus years? 50 years. You were close. You were 71 years off. It happened in 1621. I feel pretty good about that guess. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're good with the 71-year difference. I, I am. Okay. And uh, so after 
that event took place. Um, Thanksgiving wasn't a national holiday at that point. No, um, it was just something that people loosely uh, we didn't followed. have a nation. <laughs> right. That's part of the problem. Uh, true, true. It uh, uh, took a little bit there. So um, let's then fast forward to when Thanksgiving was first officially designated to take place. How, again, plus or, plus or minus 50 years, what year did we, did these here United States make Thanksgiving an official holiday? Oh, you're killing me. Um, seriously? So... <laughs> Come on, remember back to those grade school years when they were teaching you about the pilgrims and then they were teaching you about Thanksgiving and you were making turkeys with your hand print where you drew a, a, an outline of your hand yeah, but and then cut it off and put it in front of a turkey head. It was 1986, so that's not that's not the right year, but I'm going to no, go with... Uh, <laughs> simmer down, that's not my guess. Uh, Jackhole. Um, that is... 1853. Ooh, much closer. Yes, you're only 10 years off. 1863. Very good. That's money. And so that's good for me. That's sh- that I is mean, that's like a bullseye on, yes. a t- on yeah. I'm so in 1863, that. who made that proclamation? Who was president at that point for bonus points? Seriously, could Civil not War tell era. You. That's a hint. So you want me to say Abe Lincoln? Abe Lincoln. That's a good. Yes. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I'm killing it. It was, uh, yes. <laughs> That's the best I've ever done on a survey here. It was during the Civil War uh, era, and he wanted to make that proclamation because, uh, he, you know, things were kind of going well for the, uh, for the Union there. And he was like, let's make Thanksgiving a thing. So that was almost 200 years after the original uh, celebration in Plymouth. And then officially, Thanksgiving was designated as the fourth Thursday in November – do you know when that took place? That's a tough one. That was later. plus or minus fifty years. Plus or minus fifty years. Yep. Which it should be nineteen o three. Nineteen o three. Yes, that's plus or minus fifty years because it took place in nineteen thirty nine. I'm 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 killing. <laughs> I, this is the only survey you've ever given me that I've done. I've heard more on. good dings than bad. That's it must excellent. Be the hams. It's the hams. Yes. So. Uh, now, I'll, real bonus points if you can tell me who was the president in 1939 who enacted that change. Oh, well, I'm guessing probably Sasha knows because I got the feeling from his face that he knows, but I literally couldn't tell you. Let's go with, oh, I don't even know. No, no <laughs> guess. I couldn't even tell you. You know, it'd be a good guess is if you guessed a, a name where two presidents had the same last name and then. And then I could give you points if we got one right. Started no. with an R. <laughs> yes. Starts with an R. Ended with a T. Rhymes with Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. All right. So Roosevelt. Yes. Franklin Delanor Roosevelt. All right. So that is the, uh, the, the brief history of Thanksgiving. Uh, in 1939, they designated the fourth Thursday in November, and they did that because... Of money. That's right. It was all it was all business related. <laughs> money. While the rest of us die. I believe the day after uh, Thanksgiving in 1939 mm-hmm. was the first official Black Friday uh, because they wanted businesses to uh, reap the benefits of holiday shopping. Well, I guess really? In tax dollars because World War II was around the corner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, and, and that was coming off the Great Depression, right? So I think that was uh, the waning years of that uh, under Roosevelt. Cool. Um, so wanted to get that money pumping from the holidays. Trying to pump an economy. Yes. The, the meaning and the, uh, the great meaning of Black Friday 
and the holiday season. All right. Uh, so, Sasha, let me turn to you. Now, no. correct me if I'm wrong. Now, go with me here, and you can correct me, please, if I am wrong, because I wanted to try to, to try this. So you were originally from, I'm going to try to pronounce this, Yesenice, Slovenia. Yesenice. Was I? I, I you was were pretty close. close. You got a little Z in there. Say, know, it one, say it one more time. Yesenice. Yesenice. It's in Slovenia. It's a beautiful little town in Slovenia. Yes, that, I read a lot about it. Yeah. It, it actually looks gorgeous oh, yeah. uh, in a lot of the pictures and, and stuff that I read. Um, and considering it starts with a J, J and has an S and an I and a C in there, like the getting the pronunciation, I was I was really trying to get it yeah. correct. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I feel good, like you did, about the years that I got pretty close to that. So Slovenia, is, it says, nestled to the east of northern Italy. Mm-hmm. Pretty close drive to Venice, actually. It says two-hour drive. So you're pretty close there. Northernmost portion of the former Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. Slovenia broke away and gained their independence in 1991. Now, if I'm correct, you lived there as a young, a very young uh, yeah, yeah. person. And then immigrated to the United States in your early teens, right? Yeah, I was 11, 11 and 11 a half. 11 or 12? Yeah. I, was, I thought it was 12, but... Okay. Pretty close, yeah. All right. So my question to you is, so th- Thanksgiving is a national ho- holiday here in the United sure. States. But it, you know there are other countries that celebrate something similar. Did you have something similar... Back in the uh, the home country, I think the closest thing that comes to my mind is um, uh, a lot of the families back home they have their own patron saint that they celebrate, and we celebrate Saint Nicholas or Nikolja on uh, December nineteenth. So that's the closest thing that comes to it. We get all our family together. We eat uh, about twice the weekly calories in one meal, and we drink uh, ourselves under the table multiple times a day. I would say. Um, so I said that was probably the best. Closest resemblance to this holiday because um, it's a very similar tradition. You know, family yeah. gets together, you know, family good, eating and the, drinking. The good side of the family, the bad side, everybody gets together and, and, and have, has, a, has a good um, good time. So, yeah, I would say that would be the closest thing. Awesome. What, what's that day called? Sorry. It's uh, St. Nicholas and we celebrate in December okay. 19th. Yeah. And what's interesting because I know you and I have had this conversation St. Nick's Day in the United States, we celebrate on December 6th. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what the, the date descri- difference is there. It's two different calendars. There's a Gregorian and a Julian calendar. And we are always 14 days after the current worldly accepted calendar, I would say. <laughs> worldly accepted. <laughs> We're special. That's awesome. I love learning about that. All right. So St. Nick's Day was that time where you had a feast. Uh, you drank with friends and family. Yeah, Everybody yeah. gathered around. Yep. We used to, uh, what we would do is we would make a big, either uh, a roasted lamb or roasted pig. We just put a pig on a spigot and roast it for about four or five hours. During that time, the men and the women would just drink homemade moonshine, which we call rakia, which is a very traditional plum or pear brandy i would say Ooh. i was going to bring some tonight but i'm glad i didn't because i think we wouldn't have uh <laughs> yeah we wouldn't have episode. made it through um but it, it's it's a very traditional kind of celebration we actually <laughs> one of the favorite meals for for me as a kid was uh um, boiled pig's feet but i take out the pig's feet and i just eat the water that becomes jello so we call the pork jello but i think uh, it's a german style recipe most people think it's disgusting but when you have it with soup like a chicken noodle soup it's great um, but it's usually a five or six course meal that ends with a lot of dessert. And during the whole time, we're just drinking and singing and dancing and having fun. Kids are always doing stupid stuff, you know, get in trouble. But we, we lived in a farm back home and we could do whatever we wanted. Yeah. Nobody really bothered us. It was kind of nice. You know, awesome. here here we try to replicate some of that, but it's it's a lot harder because it's a lot harder to have 
space to go and you know rotisserie a, a 70 80 pound pig and a, and a lamb <laughs> right. you know we we try to do it and we would get in trouble the fire department would get a call because there's so much smoke <laughs> we're like we're just got the fire to roast this pig and we would just give them some brachia and they would go back to their shift it was great so yeah ah uh, yes yeah the good times have some brachia yeah yeah it does the body good all right um so Let's just jump in and go around the proverbial Thanksgiving table here. So you were speaking a little bit of some of your uh, favorite traditions from St. Nick's Day. Um, so what is uh, your favorite part of Thanksgiving, Stephen? My favorite part of Thanksgiving. So my aunt, who um, who passed away last year, um, COVID craziness, right? Like mm-hmm. badness. Um, and she was in declining health. But... She, um, she was the kind of matriarch of our family. And so she was always the party planner. So her, she lived in a, in Ferguson in like a 115 year old, 20 year old house. It was gorgeous and it was immaculately decorated. And we would go there for most of our holidays. So just going to her house was always fun as a kid. And I always like, we went there for, you know, a lot of Thanksgivings, a lot of Christmases. So anytime you go there, she knew how to like host. She was a good host. Like she knew how she had candy on every table. Like for a kid, it was, everything's decorated. And like, she, she put out full spreads of food and she loved to cook and there was candy everywhere. And like, there was a pool table and like kids would like for a kid, it is, it is literally six flags for a holiday. Like it was like, <laughs> yeah, we just go awesome. and there's, there's almost no rules. Right. And there's candy everywhere and you can drink as much soda out of the refrigerator as you want to. And there's food lying around and you, like you get your own table and you eat stuff and then you go back and play pool and you can go outside and play with the koi fish in the pond. And like, it was legit like family. That was cool family time. And I'll, I'll be honest. I'm uh, my, I don't know if my cousin listens, but he built a house during COVID for that exact reason. Um, and he's super excited for this Thanksgiving who we're going to spend with him this, this year. He built a house specifically to, to bring the family back together. It seems like it's, it's one big giant, big room that we can all hang out in and have big family celebrations. It's, and it's kind of his retirement house. It's got a couple bedrooms, but don't stay. I don't, I don't, I don't want you to stay here. I want you to come celebrate, hang out, have a great time. There's a lake, come fishing, shoot skeet, go hiking, go look at for deer. It's, he's got 40 or 50 acres, like go explore, have a great time, do what you used to do at, at, at his mom's house and, and, and then leave after the holiday, right? Like get out. But, um, but still, like I, I, those are the kind of cool things where you go and spend a ton of time with family, um, and doing like weird stuff that you don't get to do. Like we kind of live in the, we live in this suburban area, but it feels cityish when you, people, you know, think of where we live. It's, it's city compared to going out in the country and like, like, you know, like Sasha said, it's, it's, you go out and you go, there's room to roam. Like you go out and play, you go out and do stuff that you're not, don't normally do. It's, it's, I love it. Love it. So I'm excited for this year. The last couple of years have been a little depressing, um, you know, with right family issues and, and, and then COVID hit and it was kind of stupid, but yeah. So to me, I, candy and family time. If you're asking <laughs> specifically for two bullets, those are my two, not in that order, family did, and then candy. I didn't even limit, limit you to two. If you I, had five favorite things. Nope. Just two family candy. 
It was great is when you were saying uh, we have these bedrooms, but don't stay too long. Uh, I feel like that's a lot of people's family dynamic of yeah. holidays is like, we love to see you, but we love to see you go. Yeah. And he actually texted After. me. He was so excited. He goes, come early, stay late, leave, but, but leave. <laughs> but like, and, and he goes, bring a fishing pole, bring a shotgun, bring your hiking boots, bring a kayak, bring whatever you want to bring. Ha- we're going to have a good time. You wow. You will not be staying here. But you're going to have a good time while you're here. And I love that because that's the kind of place I want to own at some point I in my life, too. too. That's awesome. That's right? That, that like makes me just smile. That's awesome. Right? It's, it, it's perfect. I want to have that kind of place where I go, come party with me all day. Yeah. Like, and let's go do all kinds of fun stuff and then get out because you're annoying. I'm jealous. I see you now like I have this picture of you in a kayak with a shotgun shooting fish. Yeah. Um, I don't know why Thanksgiving. not. That's what don't Thanksgiving's about. <laughs> well, uh, I would say, and so my favorite part of Thanksgiving uh, is also um, the coming together of family because uh, um, my family uh, does not get together often throughout the year. Uh, so my extended family, um, the, getting together, seeing people, having fun discussions, catching up with people, uh, that is always a, a good time and um, very much I guess in the spirit of some of the Thanksgiving also in the spirit is eating. Um, so I love um, one of my favorite parts is um, the uh, Ham? canned cr- cranberries. Oh, uh, have you had canned Say cranberries? No, it yeah. is. The, the, the latinus you know, that comes yes, right out of the I, cake. I, re- I refuse <laughs> to have canned cranberries. Oh, they're so good. It um, is. It's good. It, it is. It is manufactured to perfection where yes <laughs> in fact i'm going to give you a little fun fact here if you go to the store and you go to the canned food aisle and you see the canned cranberries by ocean spray i'm not uh uh paid by ocean spray to but say we this. should be we should be um if you look at the can it's considered upside down like a normal can has that little rim on the top if you oh. the canned cranberries has what looks to be the bottom, and the reason for that is because they want that little air bubble to be at the top, so that when you open it, it does that, yeah, pop, yep, <laughs> onto All the right. onto That's the plate. That's fun. That's a fun fact. Yes, yes. It looks horrible. Like it looks like canned meat. Like you shouldn't eat it, but it's so good. I love it. I'm with you on this one. It is, and I only really have it the once a year. And it's hey, for I should buy it more because I honestly really like it with turkey, like with a like a meat like that. If you have turkey, putting a little stuffing, a little turkey, and a little thing of cranberry on your fork at one time is an explosion of flavor that I can't get enough of. It's so good. It's probably controversial, and I know there's a bunch of people who separate out their food all the time. And those people drive me crazy. Like they're like, I don't want my food to touch and right. blah, blah, blah. But Thanksgiving is the perfect, what you just said is the perfect time to go. My plate's overflowing. I'm probably not going to be able to clean this thing, but if I do, I'm going to feel like absolute crap, but it's the best time to just mix all. <laughs> yes. Like if I can get green beans and turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and, and, and some of that canned <laughs> gelatinous greatness cranberries. On, on a fork at the same time. Oh my Lord. It is so awesome. Yes. What's your guys' favorite casserole? Oh, I did this at work with my team, and they voted unanimously green bean corn, green bean casserole. So they called it GBC, green bean casserole, and they were, it was unanimous with the fried onions on top. Yeah, so That's it's probably it's a good one. Yeah, when you said that you were going to put green beans together on something, I almost yeah, I was thinking it's not just green beans; it's green beans. 
slathered in the uh, French onion soup. Um, yeah, I think is yep. sort of the French filler onion of that. soup, and then onion things on probably, the top. It's probably sa- sour cream in there because that's what in everything. It's probably not, um, but it sounds like it should be. It should be. What's yours? Texas potatoes. Oh, same here. But we my wife, my, my wife, my, my wife's mom makes these awesome Texas potatoes, and I'm not an onion lover at anything. I hate onions. This is the one meal I'll eat when I can taste the onions. I don't care. It's so good. What so is, is that the one with potatoes? The, is that the one with the potatoes that are like kind of cubed? It has They're a bunch of cheese in it, and you put frosted flakes on frosted top. Frosted flakes on top. Yeah. Okay. okay. You bake you it. Call, and, you call the funeral potatoes. I I don't. <laughs> funeral. But potatoes. I married into a family that was a, had a mortician right. as a dad. So check this okay. out. So they. They called them funeral potatoes because that's what everybody brought to the church when there was a funeral. Ah, so that's so, a staple, right? Is that, every, yeah. So who's going to bring funeral potatoes? Somebody's going to bring funeral potatoes. Somebody's going to bring green bean casserole. Somebody's going to bring like they had like things, right? right? Like but funeral potatoes, and and so my that, wife that, called it always that's calls it funeral potatoes, and people were like, what are you "Those sound about? horrible. <laughs> like that doesn't sound good." But yeah, it's filling. Yeah, in our family, they're called Steve's potatoes. Ah. Because apparently Steve liked them the best. Grandma always made them Steve's potatoes. And Steve's like, potatoes. Right. My my dad it was one of seven. And so he had uh, six brothers, one sister. Um, actually, five brothers, one sister. He would be because the seventh. Because he, he was eighth. <laughs> yes. If that was the case. And Steve was one of those. And um, I guess Steve really latched onto those potatoes because they were always Steve's potatoes. Huh. Uh, but yes, one of my favorites. Definitely. Love it. And what do you call them? Texas? Texas, Texas, Texas potatoes? potatoes? Yeah. All right. That's probably what most people know them by. That's like less if I offensive look- as funeral potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. Unless you don't like Texas, then. Yeah. Or you live in Texas, then you might not like it. Yeah, then they're just potatoes. Potatoes. All right. Uh, so the next thing I wanted to ask you, uh, Sasha, was, you know, again, I think people probably talk all about Thanksgiving, have that same level of, you know, talk about the, the food and whatnot. My, my curiosity is, so when you came over at a young age, 11 uh, years old, um, and then Thanksgiving came up, did you, how did you embrace that? Like, or did you, like, did you guys, did your family start celebrating it or did you just not and then celebrate St. Nick's Day? Or that's, how did that go for question. you? I got to think a little bit. I don't think we really celebrated Thanksgiving up until at least I was in college when my brother and I started dating, you know, you know, our girlfriends were American. It's like, oh, they have this holiday Thanksgiving. My mom was working at, you know, cleaning houses and they would be celebrating Thanksgiving. So they'd give my mom leftovers or my dad worked at a hotel and they would do Thanksgiving stuff where he would be off. And we're like, what is this holiday? You know, <laughs> let's check it out. And, uh, Eventually, it kind of became like, let's do something for all of us. Once, once we both got serious girlfriends, you know, my brother got married and, you know, we started having families. We started kind of doing it. I started doing more stuff with my, my, my wife's family. My brother was doing more stuff with uh, his wife's family. But we'll still go to my parents one of those days between Thursday and, and Sunday and still kind of have a meal there. Uh, we kind of tell our mom not to make turkey because we get turkeyed out, you know. <laughs> yep. But um, she'll make some awesome uh, homestyle recipes from back home, some kind of schnitzels or something, and we'll we'll have we'll have a good time, you know. All we all we prepare a little bit for for get get our get our taste buds going for Nicholas for sure for Saint Nicholas. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. All right, so it wouldn't be Thanksgiving if we didn't go uh, quick around the horn and say what we were thankful for. You want to get us uh, going, Stephen? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but what are you thankful for? For this year, any year. Coming years, 
So, um, if you want me to start because you don't know what you're thankful for, that's fine. I have a lot of, th- so yeah, you go, you go, start. Go don't be it. putting me on the spot for that. All right. Uh, you go like, first whoa, because whoa, you've, whoa, got whoa. A, you've got an itinerary there. I don't have an itinerary. I, oh. I mean, of what I'm thankful for. What are you thankful for? I am thankful that, uh, things are, don't do cheesy stuff. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's what Thanksgiving is. Oh, it's God. cheesy potatoes. Uh, that are either Texas Steve or funeral. Um, <laughs> so um, the, the cheesy thankfulness that I am thankful for is that uh, things are seeming to return just a smidge back to normal. I'm feeling a little bit of normalcy. I know we're not out of the woods yet, uh, but you know, I, while I love, love, love my, um, my wife and my kids, I love spending time with them and I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for being able to spend time with my, my uh, additional family um, and and my friends. So um, we've had a lot more gatherings of friends coming over. And I think I've said this on other episodes, friends and the people I hang out with are the thing that I love to do the most. Uh, I'm thankful for doing this right here. Uh, this is what I love to do. I love hanging out with you and um, getting to spend this time and have conversation that uh, makes me laugh and keeps me entertained. Uh, and then when we're not on mic and we're doing it on a Saturday or Sunday, uh, and I know Sasha just came over uh, with some uh, friends uh, this, this past Saturday, and uh, we shared some beers and we shared a lot of laughs. So um, that to me, being able to do that without you know, worrying about you know, transmissing, transmissing, uh, transmitting, tra- transmitting. <laughs> yeah, transmitting. Uh, Sam's is good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> good segue. Good segue. transmitting. Uh, so transmitting. Uh, you know, un- unfortunately, you know that's been part of our lives for a little bit, and I know it will be to come. But um, I'm just really thankful for being able to spend time with uh, friends and family. That's that's my favorite. Cool. So, do I have to go next now? No, if you you're gonna, still you're not ready. Like, if you still need to, Sasha. Sasha, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, for sure. I, I think for me. You know, the usual stuff, family, friends, you know, my wife. But I think the most thing I'm excited about is starting this volleyball season with my team. Uh, my life has kind of changed in the last few months. Left the job, got a new job. I feel like I have more freedom to focus on my coaching of my team. So I'm super thankful for that and super excited for that because they had their first practice last night and it was a really good one. Even though we were missing three kids, it was a really fun practice. So I'm like pumped and I'm super excited for it. I spent most of my day setting up our various stats and video apps and all that good stuff, which I usually didn't have time to do in the last couple of years. So I'm very thankful for that, to be able to do that. Excellent. Cool. All right, Steven. So is it back Hard to question, question, apparently. You want to take another turn so I can come back do around? Do we want to me? rate the beer and then uh, <laughs> visit at the end what Steven's thankful no, for? I, I think it's it really isn't that hard. Um, I, I This has been a rough not going to lie, rough year and a half or so. Um, we've had some weird health things going on in, in the, in, you know, immediate family, in the sphere, in of the family. sphere of family, um, which has been tough and, and it is what it is. But with all that said, we're coming out the other side. I've got two really great daughters who are really like pointed at the future the right way. I feel like, and that's really, really helpful for me. Um, I, I like have a whole lot of joy that comes out of that, that I, I feel like their, their road is, is, is clearer than it has been in the past. And I think that's great. Um, so I'm really, really thankful for that part. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful that we have, like, I, I feel like we've had some weird health stuff the last couple of years, a year and a half has been crazy. But um, I feel like we're kind of coming out of the woods of that as well. So I hope things are getting better as we go. Um, 
so yeah, I, I, I like the trajectory that the family is on. I like the trajectory that health is going. Like, I, I like the fact that we actually hang out and there's no masks sometimes and people are vaccinated and that's great and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think trajectory wise, I am super thankful and hopeful that, that <laughs> this is the way that things continue as we get back to what I feel like should be more semblance of normal. I agree. I agree. All right. So we rate well, hams. Great. Yeah, let's. Oh. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, rate this uh, ham in a can. All right. Um, who wants to go first? I will go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Set it out wow. right there. All right. Uh, this hams is 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 good. Um, I I believe I've I know I I had to have heard of this several times. Like I think it's always sort of there. I feel like it's, it's one of those old school beers that yep. maybe like my. You would hear, you know, Grandpa's favorite beer is Stag, hams. Stag, Stag PBR, hams. <laughs> right. Right? Like yep. Schlitz. So if you're not right. one of those Schlitz. four or five, right? So I feel like hams has been around, and it says on the can, since 1865. But uh, this is my first go-round because I never took one out of, uh, you know, this one of This has been around longer than we've had Thanksgiving on the, <laughs> the third Thursday of November. Fourth Thursday. Fourth Thursday of, fourth Thursday of November. <laughs> yes. Um, so... Uh, and I think one of the reasons is because I probably equated it to some of those old school beers. I wasn't a big fan of Stag, and uh, PBR wasn't uh, great. Although the PBR coffee is a, a five all day long, um, twice on Sunday. The the hams I probably just put in that same category and would never have picked that up off the shelf, right? Um, but tasting it, this is good. Like this is a solid three for me. I I, I don't think I'll go to four because I don't know that I'll go, man, I just want to put hams into heavy rotation. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would definitely finish this and have more. And, um, I would, uh, I would drink it again. Okay. So are you familiar with the whole rating system system? Sasha? Well, I, I, I noticed you guys use whole numbers. <laughs> we only have to use whole numbers. Oh yeah. It's, I forgot. I probably should have covered that. One is you can't finish it and it may make, it makes, it could make you sick later, which would change it to a zero. Yeah. If, if it comes back on you, it's a zero. That's a zero. If you can't finish it, We've it's a one. one. If you will finish it, but you will not drink any more, it's a two. Got it. If you could drink a couple of them, you, it's not like you're going to go recommend it to friends, but you're like, hey, I got a six pack. I'm going to probably finish a six pack. It's, a, it. it's like Michelob Ultras, Bud Lights, whatever. Okay. That's kind of your okay. three. That's your baseline. Okay. Um, four is you'll drink it and you'll go proactively find more. Like you're going to go buy it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Five is you're going to go start telling friends about it. You're going to become like a promoter of that beer. Right. So that's a five. Like, not only are you going to drink it now, you're going to buy more, and you're going to go promote it to your friends and re- heavily recommend it. Yes. Okay. 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 That's they, your, that's your thanks five Thanks for explaining that. Yep. That, that, makes, that makes sense. And also. only hold numbers. We started a long time ago. We with were halves, doing and halves, and it, it got, got out of control. Yeah. So we were yeah. like, let's simplify. Okay. All right. Um, you know, this is my first time ever having that beer. So when you pull it out, I knew the name. I heard the name before. I was like, I've never had this. And I'm not a fan of light kind of normal beers. I'm, I'm yeah, a you're a darker. Beer. Yeah. yeah you're you know, give me my Guinness, my Stouts, and, yep. and something that's above 6% alcohol. Um, however, this is really good. Like, I actually really enjoy it. I, I, I would, I, this is a three. If, if we did half, so we even go three and a half for me. Uh, but this would be a three for sure because I would definitely drink a few. Um, and you know, now I'm thinking this might be a good river beer. Okay. Because the pint can, and I love me my pint cans. Yeah. So this it's is a good. big boy. Yeah. yeah. I, I like it. It's light. 
Um, my dad used to love Miller High Life when we came to the United States. Oh, he used to go like champagne packs. of beers? Is yeah, that man. the champagne? Right? Yeah, man. He used to go through those 30 packs like it was nothing. And uh, this has a very similar kind of the light but fizzy flavor to it, yeah. which I really like. I'm 100% on board with what you just said. It's a three all day, and it's not a I, – I stereotyped it as – is fitting in that same old man beer. Yeah, it's it's the stag, it's the stuff you could have bought right. in the seventies for <laughs> for like a dollar for a thousand of them or whatever it was back then. But right. yeah, like crappy beer. This is not crappy beer. This no, is no, good. No, yeah, this right. is decent it's, beer. It's a good beer. It's it's I I can drink I could drink that for the evening. I probably won't go out and tell everybody to buy hams because it's the best <laughs> thing I've ever had. Right, right. right. But I probably you know I'm not also going to turn it down. So I'm going to solid three as well. Oh. Fantastic. Threes across the board with a, a nudge towards fours, perhaps. I yeah. mean, given the right day of the week. Which or is the, surprising for me because I do not like light normal, beer. normal beers. Right. So this is good. I'm, I'm, that's, a, that's like me saying a Bloody Mary is three. Is Sasha saying a, a Ham's light beer is, is yes. a three. Because the go-to is Guinness. And uh, for you, right? I mean, you love your Guinness. That's real light. Oh, that's yeah, it is real light. <laughs> So, All right. Hey, that's lighter than Bud Select. It's the best ham I've had ever. Yeah. yeah. I thought you might like ham. So there we go. <laughs> so do you care if I switch up topics a little bit and take us away from Thanksgiving? <laughs> the crowd, the crowd likes that's it. Yes, the crowd says, go for it. So I had, a, I had a listener who's listened to every episode so far. Thank you, listener. Uh, right. So we love you. Shout out to Rico. Um, ask me or we had a conversation about um when we were growing up kids sports um and so specifically like when i grew up my mom put me in t-ball um and t-ball i think cost like 35 dollars, which probably a lot back then and i got a hat and a jersey and i could play all season and and then he was talking about, he's got a 10 year old kids probably not not that he's not athletically inclined good average athletically inclined child at 10 but he's like i'm into this baseball thing and i'm into it big and i'm like he's like last year it was like 1400 and, and then all of a sudden we got into this league and now so that you big can, equals club big equals club, club baseball club baseball but there's club everything yes now. and I, it's that's the and, new and i bring it up because i've got two club expert people here in front of me at one so i've got i've got one club expert people <laughs> and person and i've got one club person who's been in, involved in it my daughter was in club volleyball yeah so um but i think it's almost every sport now it's soccer it's mm -hmm. baseball it's it's volleyball it's it's everything and that the the price the 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 threshold to get in now is extremely high from my from a from a cost perspective and it seems like everybody is pushing their kids at seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 years old to get into these sports. And there's some, there's some like you can get cut at 10 from a T-ball league and you're like T-ball at well, 10. I mean like, so maybe you you moved up to fast pitch. At, <laughs> I at hope 10. you're not playing T-ball at 10. I, so, I remember playing T-ball when I was like five. All right, fine. Um, so these kids are throwing the ball to each other. Uh, there's a pitcher. <laughs> they might not be great pitching, but there's a, there's a, th a, a, like a, a theme of you want to get on a club team. These club teams now cost a lot. And he's like, now this next season, I'm into it for double what I was in last time. So now I'm into it for, you know, I could be into it for two grand or more for a 10 year old to play, you know, baseball 
for a season. And now there's off-season stuff too that you have to start paying for the off-season stuff. And then, and then there's like, he's like, this is expensive. This is no joke. It's not $35. You get a jersey and a hat and you're like, show up here and your coach will tell you where to go. It's serious stuff and you can get cut from these teams. Like what happened? What the hell? <laughs> so my question to you is... Me? No, but you both, um, you, from a parent perspective, because you've had a competitive volleyball, you're, you're, I'm not going to probably throw anybody under the bus here, but your wife's uber competitive around the volleyball aspect, right? Like she's super passionate about it. She's uber into it. And she really desires your children to have like when your kids were into it, she's into it with them. Right. 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 I think you're not probably as passionate about volleyball as, as your wife is, but from, Sasha's perspective, he coaches one of these teams. Like he is in, he's a hundred percent in, and it's expensive. So I wanted to hear what other people's thoughts are of how we got from thirty-five dollar t-ball to twenty-six hundred or fifteen hundred to four thousand, whatever it costs. I don't even know because my kids weren't competitive like this. My kids got into weird circus stuff, and that's expensive, but it's kind of <laughs> weird, right? So I figured it would right, be expensive. Unique. Yeah. So I mean, they're like doing, you know aerial silks, but that's not something that you can find around the corner. But there's a lot of these leagues that you like just to, I want my kid to play baseball. Great. Well, it's, it's going to be $1,800 go. So I'm going to throw something out. I'm going to, I'm going to, from a parent perspective and, um, you know, my wife did coach for a little while. I'm going to throw something out there and then Sasha, I'll let you kind of, cause you are definitely the expert, um, in having coached for I feel like I'm being deposed. a lot of, yes, it's a lot of cool. years. Um, but like you, when I was younger, um, I participated in like all sports, whatever the sport yeah. was in the fall, it was like soccer, I think in, um, you know, baseball was sort of winter. Summer was baseball. What did I say? I'm sorry. So winter was baseball. Sorry, no, winter was ba basketball. Yeah. I meant to say basketball. Inside stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Basketball. Um, so, you know, it was soccer, basketball, baseball. Um, we played some volleyball. Um, and so we played a lot of different sports. Yeah. And, and to your point, a lot of that was either through the school. Um, our school usually had a team, uh, which was basically free. You know, like the coach was a parent and uh, the, the school had old equipment yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And then they um, funded it. And then there was like CYC. And, and that was, you know, again, very similar, but very not super competitive. But, it you know, everybody wanted to play and, ha and win, right. but it wasn't sort of that, what we call now club. Cause I feel like the club, when you say club in front of anything, it now has a dynamic yeah. to it. Agreed. And my take on that dynamic is it's not just the kids. Like club is a world, right? <laughs> so the ecosystem, right, when itself. we played, my parents hardly ever came to practices. Um, like I, if I could get rides from my coach, you know, they come once or twice games, they would come if they could, but like, it wasn't a big deal. I just played, I played for the sake, a, a lot of the playing. Whereas club now club is a world where parents are super involved. Uh, travel, and there's travel, and travel is like a, a lot of travel of and tournaments and all that kind of stuff, where, which where is, parents want to have almost an experience of club and their kids have an experience of club. Absolutely. And, um, and, you're correct in the pricing of I was, you know, new when I came into the club scene of the volleyball and I was like, okay, I know there's going to be costs associated with it, but like we bought uniforms and the uniform cost was 400 bucks maybe, yeah, you know, yeah, for all, all in 300 to 400 bucks. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. So I'll let you kind of take from here is like, that was my perspective of a parent was I I'm getting into a world of sport where I'm 
almost as involved as my kid in terms of I'm, I'm, I know other parents I'm talking with them, you know, in turn, when we travel, uh, we're having a few beers when we travel, like, right. you know, so don't feel like you're deposed. <laughs> I don't want this to be an interrogation. I hope it's a fun conversation. No, 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 I was just going to say, do we have another beer? Cause we might right, need it. Geez, Louise, I mean. But do you feel like you've you, you, club is a experience, like a, a full family experience. Is that oh, the sure. difference? Oh, for sure. Okay. Um, you go then. Tell me what. Tell me what I, I need to know. I, I think you know. I've been in competitive sports since I was a little kid. Back home, I played basketball. My dad was a soccer player. My mom played handball. My dad was a really good soccer player, and he always wanted me to do soccer. And I just that wasn't my thing. You know, I was too fat and slow, and I was always on a goal. So I played basketball, <laughs> and that was a very specific sport in our area because not too many people played it. Yeah. So when you got decent at it, you were looked at by clubs, and clubs recruited you. So it was kind of a different approach. When I came to the United States, I, I kept playing basketball. And I was asked to be in an AAU team. And then when they gave us the price, but I was like, shit, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not, not nope, going to happen. Nope, nope. Sorry. Because, I mean, we were so new to the country. Like, both my parents worked their butts off to just cover rent and food and mm-hmm. some basic bills. And, like, when we bought our first car, it was like, yo, that's insurance and car note. Yeah, man, you're, you're, you know, we can't do it. So I played school ball, like you talked about, Andrew. And I love school ball. Like, I think middle schools should have more school sports for kids around here. And they don't, unfortunately. But... I got truly exposed to club sports when I was in uh, college. And in college, I started coaching just as a college kid, you need a little extra money to buy a 30 pack. So you go and coach and you do some other stuff. So uh, I started coaching and I got exposed to it and it was not as expensive back then. Like I felt like it wasn't too bad. Um, you could, you know, you could have a full season for less than a grand. And we're talking full season, like six to eight months of training, travel, you know, playing tournaments right. and, 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 yep. and, Parents were less involved, I would say. You know, parents were like, here's my kid. Right. We trust this coach. We yep. go with them, whatever. Over those years, and this was in 2007 when I started, over years, you know, I became a club director and a club owner, and I owned my own club, and I was doing budgeting for a lot of this stuff, and it was like, dang, we got to pay this, we got to pay that. Memberships for different governing bodies were up. Uniforms, you t- touched on uniforms. You could get a full set of uniforms for 150 bucks. Like we're talking Nike brand stuff. Now that's 300 is cheap. So yeah. now you're going up in the 400s. Same thing with court rental. You know, renting court space used to be 25, maybe 20 to 35 bucks an hour, right? I used to rent court space up at a, at a, at a, at a local recplex. In my three years there, it increased 15 bucks an hour over the three years, five bucks a year. Well, that, that, you know, that Adds cost passed, Somebody's has to be passed eat that, on right? somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, like, on that aspect, that's the first thing I think is the cost of operating the clubs has gone up. What's driven the cost of operating? I think just price competition amongst uh, different places. Tournaments are competing, you know. I think, and I don't know how you get, you know, when we go buy beer at a store, you, you guys look for nice cans. I look for stuff that's quality, right? Quality usually means more. Not really, but that's what the perception is. Or you pay for something better quality it is, mm-hmm. quote unquote. That's what I think we as consumers are made to believe. And I think that's part of the price increase too, is I think if you price yourself too low, people will think you're just a recreational club for kids mm-hmm. to be a recreational athlete. I've always believed in higher quality training. So we wanted to be priced to compete with clubs that offer a lot of training and that are considered higher level clubs. And you'll see every club, and I don't know how it is in other sports, but in volleyball, the word elite is the most overused word. It's oh, my God. It's more yes. overused than like and yeah and, mm, and whatever, you know. So it's one of those things where it's like not Power everybody. elite. Right. Yeah, not everybody has to have elite to be good. 
right. right? So I think that's another thing is is what's the you know price point? Is a certain price point you're considered top? You can have the crappiest teams ever. Your coaches couldn't know left from right, but hey, you, people are right. paying three grand and because you must you've be got good. the word elite in your name. Yeah, and you're a premium yeah. brand. Something, right? yes, so, premium brand yourself. So not to distract you or throw you off a, on a different track, no, no, no. but do you um, do you feel like? So my buddy and I were talking, and and he's like, I want my kid to go have fun. Right. I, I I don't need that feeling of you're going to get cut if you make a mistake on the field. Right. Right. Like that. So do you feel like there is a market that people are missing to go? Like if they're just being honest with themselves and going, my kid's not elite. My kid's not going to make it in the MLB or NBA or whatever sport you're choosing. I just want them to go participate in team sports because there's value in their character building to go compete. Like, I wish there was like an elite and a mediocrity league, but people wouldn't have a bad right. connotation to right. like my my kid's not gonna be my kid's average size or smaller, average height, whatever. They're not gonna be right. in the NBA. S- stop tr- acting like I'm. I have to put right. them into a, right. elite right. Right. basketball yeah. to make them have fun at sports. I just I want them to be in a fun league. Do you right. think there's a, a, a level for that? Or do you think it's it's just the way that the competitive market has worked is is we've gotten ourselves to you start using words like elite and it's it's the amount of training, it's the amount of it's the type of equipment that you use and that people want the best stuff for their kids and it's just it's compulsive from parents to go, I should want the best for my kids, so I'll pay three thousand. Right. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. I don't think it's the clubs and the coaches that are pushing this mentality. I think it's parents. I think it's the parents. I really do. And I think it's the kids now with their social media platforms and their communication towards each other. It's like, oh, you play on the top team at a club. It's bragging rights. Oh, crap. Last weekend, you lost to the fourth team at that club because that club is nationally recognized. So are you really the top team? You know, and I think brand is everything, right? I mean, I think that's, and that's just the unfortunate truth that, you know, and we have this happen all the time. We have a kid that's a decent volleyball player, and we want to put him in a team where they'll succeed. And we'll approach the parent and we'll say, hey, we really think your kid on the second team will play six rotations, and they'll be doing X, Y, and Z. To anybody that doesn't understand anything, we'll go, holy cow, she gets to play all the time? Sign me up. Right. Which is what you Absolutely. We will have parents say, no, we will not take that. We will take the top team if she sits on a bench. The dumbest thing ever to me, and I'm not a parent, but I've been around kids for 17 years coaching volleyball and doing other things in, in, in the sports. If kids get a chance to play a lot, let them play a lot. That's how they get better. That's experience. Right. right? Like build you experience. Can't, you can't you replicate be on the that. court. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I think, yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily the, the clubs, directors, and coaches because there's a lot of coaches that from all over the area that are really honest and they'll say, hey, your kid will thrive in this position. Let's try him out here. No, no, no. My kid has to be in a top team. You know, we've done private lessons. Okay, you've done all of this too. You know what? I've dug for gold and I found nothing. So guess what? <laughs> right. You know, we're all in the same boat. So I'm just going to go and play. And I think that's the lost piece here is, excuse me, people have forgotten that this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. I I, I struggled with this last couple of years as coaching levels of athletes that I coach. They're a little bit, I would say a little bit higher, but... I love coaching kids who are just starting, who don't know crap, and who are just trying. Like last night, I got to cover our our 13-2 team, and I say too loosely because give it a month with those kids, those kids will be pretty good. doesn't matter that they're labeled 1, 2, 3, 5. 
Right. Well, forget that. They're just going to be good. If they play together, they work, they develop, the coach trains them to the proper things, that team will be good. I, you know, My wife and I coached two teams in the same age group when we first started with our current club. I had the second team, quote unquote. Within a month, our team was just getting better, faster. We beat, we beat her team, and that caused drama for her team. Well, we're the top <laughs> team. We should right. be winning. You shouldn't be doing shit but playing volleyball. You know, right. just show up, train, and have fun. You know, enjoy yourself like you're 14. Like, you know. Right. Have fun at this. Enjoy this is, it, you know. Understand how to work as a team. Right. Understand all the character things that, right. that team sports gives you. Right. Versus it's all about being on it's, a team. It's lost. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's lost, the brand that you're yeah. on. And I think, you know, I love fi- that. final piece here is I think – the, the, as we watched, you know, over the last 10, 12, 15 years, the inflation cost of stuff has just gone crazy haywire, you know. Costs are increasing for the people that are manufacturing the items, which is always getting passed down. And by the time it gets down to us, which we're like the bottom row, I think we're eating up 80% of the cost that they've incurred. So that's, that's caused the price increase. But I think, you know, when you package all that together, all the three things we kind of talked about, the cost of operating a business, the cost of you know, the branding and the cost of the inflation, natural inflation that's happened, you know, people are not paying three, five, six, seven grand for six months of a social event. Because like you, Andrew, said, parents want to have a social event too. And I, I love hanging out with my parents. Like we went to Florida this July for nationals and we had a great stinking time. Right, right. You know, we were hanging out in the hotel lobby, playing cards, drinking. You know, after games, we would walk back to the hotel and chat. And you get to know people and you get to make friends. I mean, I, I became really good friends with you guys, Andrew, because of Laura coaching volleyball. That's when really we, we hit off our relationship. So, I, you know, I think there's something to set to that. But there's again, some value there. Yeah. But again, if you're talking about just kids playing sport, as a parent... Go find your social event elsewhere. You know, don't <laughs> right. don't spend don't spend you know three to six thousand dollars on a social event for you and your kid uh, if that's not something they should be doing. Like you said, Stephen, I think real realism is all is just not what people see now. People are striving to achieve something that maybe it's not in their wheelhouse. You know, yeah. I'm not a genius and I don't claim to be, so I'm not going to try to be a mathematician or a scientist. You know, I'm I'm good at what I do now, and I I I take a hold of it. But kids now is like you got to be this. Yeah. Why? Because your friend is a volleyball player, okay, try right. it out. If it ain't you, go be a go be go be a, a, a volleyball uh, a basketball player, or you know, like like Morgan and Taylor, they do the aerialist stuff. They're great at it. Good, they chose their path, and now they're good at it. So, cool. Yeah, uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't say, like, to your earlier point, you were asking the question of, is there a middle ground? And um, I don't know about all areas, but at least in this area, I know the why um, does some uh, sporting activities that seem to be more in that middle area, somebody that doesn't want to necessarily commit to the club level. Right. And they want to, or in that um, beginning area where they're like, they want to get their feet wet, try it out with maybe not spending so much up front. Right. Um, uh, yeah. The YMCA. YMCA uh, is, is a good yeah, the option. The Y is great for sure. We have yeah. a lot of kids that come from the Y and it's like, good. Like you're doing some CYC volleyball is, is huge. Yeah. We've attempted to make developmental like, Youth leagues for kids, just the interest is not there. Well, my, my kid's friends with that kid, and she plays in the top team, so that kid's right. gonna pick up my kid later on, and I don't <laughs> right. want to be seen here with my kid. My kid's too embarrassed. Well, let's start teaching our kids that maybe they don't have to set a standard of what their friends are doing. Let's teach them to kind of come with their own standard. Right. How do you build? How do you build skills and learn? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm with you. All that that's, stuff. That's yeah. that's toughy. Yeah. All right. That's a conversation we might have a whole six pack over. Yeah. <laughs> I'd get to the bottom of that problem. We have lots of ham. Yeah, yes. lots of ham. So, all right. 
So uh, if parents want to, uh, or if anyone wants to tell us about what they're thankful for, if parents want to talk about where their kids are at in terms of uh, playing competitive sports in the, the world of uh, volleyball or basketball, where would they do that? Um, I'm pretty sure they do it on Twitter at canned <laughs> underscore combo, or they could find us on Instagram or Facebook at, at canned combo. Or you can just Gmail Andrew because he's the only one who's got that email. <laughs> I don't know why you keep saying that. Because um, apparently we have a YouTube channel now that I yeah, didn't know about. So YouTube. that's good to know. Well, um, you I, can go to YouTube too. And, and I don't even know what to search for there because I've never <laughs> even been there. Um, but you can Gmail us at canconvo at gmail.com. Well, that's just getting set up. Uh, the, the channel was just set up this last weekend. So uh, you just search Can Conversation. It's there. I dropped a couple of trailers that we had put together. It uh, looks really good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I know we didn't do any video for this one, although I think you Facebook live. I Facebook live some of this. Excellent. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, um, so, But uh, we're going to do a little bit more with video. So uh, we might be dropping some uh, additional stuff on the YouTubes. Um, so that's great. So uh, I'm thankful uh, again for all of us coming together tonight. It's been excellent conversation. Hope you guys had uh, a good time, Sasha. I hope you enjoyed. Oh, this was awesome. It was thank awesome you so much for having me. Having me. Yeah, having I really appreciate it for I sure. It. Yes, thank you. Great. That's awesome. We'll give you a <laughs> let's go. You get audience participation. Yeah, nice work. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap it up. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks you. Holler. Gotta go, Buffalo.